0: Anne Adolphsen, Nolina, Lone Adolphsen, Bodil Egede, Inge Hansen, yeah. Norma Hushjersen, no. Anne Marie Hø, <laughs> <laughs> it is Agnes, Agnes' little sister.
1: I, I suppose that that uh, the the next years to come will be full of problems in connection with the with, uh, with the Greenlandic Homo that that are being introduced from the next year. Uh, there would be really great problems in connection with adaptation, but I think it it was necessary to make. The Greenland people to co-responsible for the, their future and, and for, for their own fate. Sometimes in connection with Greenland you have to be optimists, uh, even if you can see why.
2: A traveller many years ago described Greenland as a gigantic desert of ice fringed with green, sitting astride the roof of the world. And as far as it goes, it is indeed a fairly apt description of the country. The Eskimos themselves, many centuries ago, called their country Kalachlith Nunat, which means the land of the people. It's a name Greenlanders today are intensely proud of because it tells the world almost as much about the people themselves as it does about their country. There are only 50,000 of them living in a country larger than all of Western Europe put together, and their awesomely beautiful and challenging land is their world. It's a world which has, however, been rocketed literally from the Ice Age to the Jet Age in a single generation, and the pressures on its people are truly enormous. The latter-day traveller, the tourist... Going to Greenland today can see a country of extraordinary and elemental beauty. All he sees usually, however, is the tip of the iceberg. Beneath the surface is a country, a culture, a civilization which may not survive another generation.
0: Our culture is very much uh, uh, different from from Danish or your Euro- other Europeans, and therefore it uh, there are a conflict there. Your culture, your way of thinking, is uh, your way of thinking and your culture is not uh, uh, boxes, yellow boxes made of wood, and it is not uh, working. It is not. Uh, that way that you go to your job at eight o'clock and you are uh, and you have to go home at uh, six o'clock or uh, in that way. Uh, our culture is uh, is you know we are hunting people, fishing and we uh, it is it is not the, is our culture is not so civil, civilized uh, as the European, it is the Danish people who who always had the the decision of whatever you you can think about your jobs. He was your he was your uh, boss. He is also uh, always your boss wherever you walk uh, work. He uh, he he decides when you have to work and when you have to uh, to leave or. Uh, in what way you you have to to behave and that is not uh, uh good for a uh, for a for a man if you think in a, another way and a uh, a danish man came to you and said you have to do this like this and then the greenlander says oh yes he wanted so i i have to do it then if you if you have been to a party a greenlandic party uh, some have birthday and and uh, it it took the whole night and it was nice and then you uh, perhaps don't go to uh, to your work at eight o'clock or so but and then the boss will say to you uh, why why didn't you come then then the Greenlander can't explain his uh, his uh, reason why he, he didn't come and. Therefore, uh, perhaps the Danish uh, will say, you are not good and you have to leave, and I don't want you here in in my job. And the Greenlanders can't understand why why am I... uh, now I I am uh, unemployed.
3: Looking backwards, you must say, well, we probably did something wrong, because to be able to industrialise the manufacturing of fish, etc., you had to... To concentrate production in certain towns, and population, the population had to move if they wanted this kind of employment. But at at every stage, you tried to do as I mean, the best things you could to to solve the problems and meet the wishes of the Greenlandic population. But I think also there, from from both sides, it's agreed that 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 uh, this policy has created problems, and in that sense, you can say it's I mean, mistakes have have been made, but. You still try to do your best at every single point. Maybe uh, you can't even know how home rule is going to function. But today we think this is, the, and the Greenlanders think, this is a good solution for Greenland. But nobody can know whether in five years some people would come and tell us this wasn't a very good idea. Just like everybody you know, just like many people are saying now, we did mistakes in the past. Even though we, at that the point of time when the decision was made, we tried to do our best. Many Greenlanders have said to us
2: that they feel that they are, in their own country, they are second-class citizens. Do you think that they have been, or still are being discriminated against, are being made feel this way?
3: Well, discriminated, you haven't got any, I mean, uh, discrimination that anybody has decided upon, so to speak. There is this need for for import of a rather large amount of, of skilled uh, manpower, personnel, And, which means that in important positions you have many Danes in in most of the important positions and you have had a ministry for Greenland which has been responsible for everything. And this of course, even though, I mean, we spent these, Denmark spent this money, etc., in Greenland and even though you consult the provincial council, inevitably you will have a feeling of Danish dominance as a consequence of this system. This is going to be changed with Hormu because the orders will, at any rate, come from Greenlandic politicians. and um, Well, as as the Greenlanders themselves will freely admit, the
2: uh, £120 million a year they get is very important to them. But nevertheless, they they, they do have the feeling that they are in some way being exploited by the Danes.
3: That I don't think is fair at all. I mean, this money is spent. And uh, you must also say that income fishing, as I said, was natural, uh, f- f- from the side of nature, the most important trade in Greenland. And, and this is a deficit trade. Uh, Denmark covers a deficit in fishing of around uh, 80 million crowns per year, uh, which is 8 million pounds sterling. And this means that people in this trade in Greenland get an income which is subsidized by eight million pounds sterling per year, because this is a deficit of that sector, that I wouldn't call exploitation. That I would would call, I would rather call solidarity with the Greenlandic population, because Denmark really feels an obligation to to uh, uphold a certain standard of living in Greenland, and this is proved by the fact that we continue this capital transfer to Greenland. I, I'm not saying this to to boast of of what the Danes are, are doing, but. It's, it's not fair to talk of any of exploitation in that sense.
4: I think personally that the Danish state uh, has wanted always to do the best in this transition. They have not always succeeded. You couldn't expect it to succeed all the time. So nowadays we are trying we, meaning the Greenlanders and the Danes to introduce Home Rule, and well, I guess the best thing you could say about it is that we hope for the best every <laughs> all good worlds hope for the best in Greenland and in Denmark uh, well, to a certain degree, I think that Denmark has has been a colonial power, but I don't think there's so much ill-will in it as some people think there has been. I have seen Greenland so many times, and I've seen goodwill and stupidity, but not so much ill-will. The colonial powers are not always ill-willing, but some of the persons, of course, are uh, quite stupid. Do you think
2: that people in Denmark, people in Europe, people in Ireland (coughs) should be concerned about the plight of the Eskimo today?
4: Yes, definitely, and uh, they are much too little. I think that the minorities of the world are always important. The majorities are the most important, perhaps, but the minorities are very important. I dare say that you as an Irishman uh, must have an opinion on this question. The minorities of the North are the Eskimos and the Indians. uh, In these years, they're getting together not to conquer the world, but to have a decent living as they want to. What's wrong with that? I can see nothing wrong. They want to, where it is possible, to go hunting, to catch fish. Why are they not allowed? Also in the case, if you found an oil well, for instance, in Alaska, or in Canada, or in Greenland, you have to Talked to the Eskimos about it. They live there. It's their country. Why should they be prevented? Why shouldn't they have their living? Because you, a European or European country, found an oil well. Or an oil well. It is important for these people. They have a right to exist on this earth, as well as you, the Irish, and we, the Danes, and the Canadians, and everybody else has. That must be understood. Oil is not all important. People are.
0: Bavanero is so on me, Angu, Terapori, Migaisan, on me, Angu, Terapori, Migaisan. It is a song about, about a man living up north. Who uh, is drinking? He drinks. He is living, and he drinks always. And he, uh, even if uh, he has no money, he borrowed the money from other people, and then so he, he can buy the bottle and drink it. Then uh, he drinks. He drank too much. And then at last he he died of because of that and then it is that's the end of the song i am
5: I don't uh, think that it's an old screen. And the big number that goes on in statistics is building on the same problems that have the same consciousness. Athena says that, all right, the ved, statistics uh, um, are, are right in one way, but um, the figures are so uh, high because it's the same people coming again and again and again and again, i mean all God hope don't have venereal uh, diseases but uh, some people have and it's the same people you know coming again and again to the to the doctors they you know if if they get uh, penicillin and they are uh, getting all right in in 3 weeks it won't take more than a month and they're back again that's that's why the figures are, are uh, uh, as high as they are mm. but 8000 people yeah. Is it true? Are there 8.000 people? I had a letter here in the last semester, but I can't remember that. No. In the 60s. There's one thing we, we must remember. We just <laughs> discussed this. Uh, and that is, uh, until 1960 or something like that, no Green Ladder had a venereal disease. It came with the Danes, and with uh, yeah. the 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 Danes for example um, who came from from Denmark and who worked up there for for a long period or a short period and uh, sailors coming a lot of of the uh, foreign sailors to to Greenland before 1960 they didn't know no, no 1970 they didn't know syphilis for example not at all. It came with the, the, the foreigners. The the Greenlanders had no um, venereal diseases before uh, the foreigners came. Maybe to underscore, we can say that the most are men. have Yeah. Most of the people having uh, venereal diseases are men. It's the men. So, um, that tells most... Maybe a little little about it. I mean, it's not the. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Tina says that it tells maybe a little about the Greenlandic girl who have. have. Uh, there are rumors that they go and. <laughs> with everybody. They don't. They don't.
1: There were, for instance, uh, in in a town. We use the term "town" in Greenland for, for settlements of uh, 3,000 people. They were committed su- suicides 12 a year. About. It is a very, very high number for for communities of this size. I think it is necessary to to examine the the, the causes of the suicides suicides in, 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 in,
0: Greenland. there are in fact too many of them. Yeah. Mm. She had, uh,
6: she had a cousin which, uh, who worked a uh, lot with the young people and with the, some, uh, special party like ours. Uh, it was, it started in Denmark. And uh, he, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it, suicide. Uh, the the eleventh of January, seventy uh, six. It was uh, very common a few years ago. Um, it's because of all these problems, political problems, and family problems, and uh, alcohol problems, uh, things like that. It was when he, uh, I think. Uh, well i, I just can 't uh, explain it because well i can 't explain it that way. it was because of the of all these uh, problems you have got at these these days
2: and did some other young people commit suicide immediately after he killed himself in sympathy with with what he was doing
6: um, at that time i I, I know uh, I was in Denmark too, and I knew him uh, in the running of three months or four months, uh, three of young people I knew beca- became suicide. Um, I think he was uh, number two of these three people.
2: Was Aka very shocked when he committed suicide, or did you think this might
6: mm-hmm. happen? Yes. was a
1: to be
7: to
6: of course, she was uh, shocked when when she heard it. But uh, he, she also thought of <coughs> that he was strong enough to do it. A, she, uh, people, uh, we do think that uh, people must be very strong to become suicide because uh, they they couldn't just choose any any other way to live. That's what. Uh, he, he, she explained. Of
2: it. And in some way, then, does she admire him for having have having had the courage to take his own life when he could no longer live here? Yes,
6: we can put it uh, that way. It, it must be very, uh, he must be very strong with himself to do it. Uh, people must be this. Uh, I don't. I think the some of of uh, the young people who become suicide, the, uh, the think, they think of it uh, in a. uh, For a long way, and think and think as uh, what can we else do, what uh, what can we do uh, without doing that, without killing ourselves. But uh, at last, they couldn't just find any other way to do it.
2: Does Akka think that he felt or he thought he was doing something important for Greenland when he committed suicide?
6: Of course, he uh, he lived a very strong life. He he was
0: uh,
6: he he was uh, uh, we we don't call it uh, impulsive, but uh, in a way he lived very strongly, and and. Uh, when he did that, uh, um, it must be because uh, of that he wanted to, to show the, the world that he, he could do things just like he, 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 uh, he likes them. Um, well, he, could do, uh, he was a free man to do things. That's why he did that.
0: Uh, this song we are going to sing now is a, a children's song, and it is a very popular song. <laughs>
2: what about all of the children here in the class? What? Uh, careers that they're likely to study for, what kind of work are mm. they eventually so going to end up doing?
0: I'm mm. uh, nurse, ama, um, traffic assistant uh, working in the airport with the helicopters and journalists. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: well,
2: do they think they're going to be able to to get these jobs here or will they will they have to leave the town
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yeah. they know that. They uh, they have to leave Juliana if they want to to learn something.
2: Would they like to travel and, and see a little of the world before they finally settle down in Juliana Hub?
0: Yes. They are very interested to to see the world and to see Denmark and other places before they went back
2: and what countries in particular would they like to visit?
0: America. America. Yeah. Hawaii. England. 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 Asia. Yeah. Asia. India. Asia. India. China. China. Australia. Australia. Australia?
2: <laughs> 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 well, you haven't you haven't mentioned Ireland so far. Do they know of the existence of Ireland? Have they ever heard of Ireland or what have they heard about Ireland?
0: Yeah. 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 <coughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah they thought it w- uh, they called it England then they also think uh, about uh, Ireland too when they say England but they they have read something about Ireland before in their book
2: what kind of things have they heard about Ireland
0: uh <laughs> war the uh, the war, what do you call it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the war between the image, Catholic, Catholics and pre- wow. Protestants, and the war, and the uh, rebellion or what? I don't know what you call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they know it from uh, from the TV, <laughs> and the radio too. Mm.
7: I I can remember then the uh, I was about uh, five six years, then my father said to me that uh, I should try to to learn the Danish language because he he thought that uh, when I have learned the Danish language, then I I would be. I would have better possibilities to get uh, a more well-paid job in Greenland. I think that I was about um, 18 before I I could uh, have a a real discussion with uh, a, a Dane. And now uh, I have learned it, but uh, uh, sometimes uh, I I can't uh, uh, get some Danish words. Uh, and um, I have read somewhere that uh, the the m- one of the most difficult uh, languages in the world is Dane so in a way I'm very proud that uh, I have done it.
2: <laughs> Growing up in the village of Holsteinberg with your father running the local blacksmith shop there, did you have a happy childhood? What are your memories of your childhood?
7: Well, um, I think that uh, it was a, a very normal uh, childhood I had, I had in, in, in Um I was uh, playing with my my friends, and in the winters we uh, we what do you call? It, stood in, in skis at skis. You learned how to ski. Yes, uh, and uh, I, have I had I uh, had some uh, dogs, and uh, we made uh, several. Uh, Journeys with uh, my dogs and slate and I I learned to, to to hunt and fish. I had uh, I had an old uncle who learned me to 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 fish a, a, and uh, and hunt, and I was uh, when I was. Uh, Five years, I, I was decided to to get a uh, uh, fisher and uh, and hunter, but uh, at the same time, my father tr- uh, told me that I should learn the Danish language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I was decided to to get a uh, uh, um, hunter and fisher, but uh, my uncle uh, drowned when I was uh, six years old and uh, I was uh, very unhappy and uh, from this time I I, I wouldn't, I I, I, I didn't want to to become hunter and uh, fisher.
2: What age were you when you learned to handle uh, a pack of huskies and a sledge?
7: I was um, three or four years uh, when uh, I got my first dog and um, it was, this dog was my own and I have to, uh, to I have uh, the uh, responsibility of this dog when I was Three years so. old.
2: in most other countries in the world, children would be playing with toys at that age, but you were learning how to to handle how to train a dog at three years of age
7: um, of course i have uh, I have ties, and uh, it was uh, a, a, a very beautiful mix of, of eskimo ties and and European ties. I have uh, cars, and <laughs> and, al- uh, and I uh, also have, had a uh, hapu and, um, and uh, I had uh, bow and arrows, also.
2: Jens, you were learning how to handle a pack of dogs in a sledge at three. You then went on to learn how to fish and to hunt. What did you fish for? What did you hunt for?
7: Well, I was fishing uh, cats and halibuts and I, uh, hunting eiders and uh, other seabirds. Uh, I was uh, eight years old when I got my first rifle and uh, from this time uh, I, I was uh, learned up to, to handle and rifle by my father and my other uncle.
2: Impressions are really all any journalist can hope to bring back from a foreign land. The pretension of attempting anything more systematic or definitively complete would not only be folly but dishonest. So we've preferred to present Greenland through the voices of its people rather than apply any value judgments of our own. The question the world now has to ask itself is how it can play a part in creating a new society that can preserve the values that gave Greenland its Eskimo name, Hlachlit Nunat, the land of the people. One of the greatest of all the people was Odach. He wasn't a great soldier or a great statesman or even a great scholar, but he was to his tribe one of the best of all men. He travelled with Piri to the North Pole in 1911 and was later uprooted from his home by the Americans when they built their huge airbase at Thule. He's dead now, but to the Inuit people of the world, his philosophy and his vision of life still has a breathtaking clarity. He's warmly and sensitively remembered by an old friend of his, a Dane who spent many years in Greenland, Bent Jensen.
4: Otak was for many years a chief of his tribe. He was the greatest Huntsman, and in his younger days, they told me uh, that he was a shaman, which was a very respected in those days, a sort of a priest of the tribe. You couldn't become a priest or, or shaman if you weren't beforehand an important man, particularly a great huntsman. As Utah was. Also, he had uh, the spirits, I think they call it. Uh, he had the spirits. He could help with them um, in cases of diseases. Uh, he could tell the future. That was what he did in his younger days. And also, as I said, he was a great huntsman which, of course, is all-important in the uh, northern part of Greenland, in the Arctic area that is covered by ice. For most months of, year, of the year, the whole tribe depended on the huntsmen. The wives, the older ones, the children, everybody, all of them depended on the hunting, the hunting of ice bear of seal, walrus, and so on. If they didn't get them, if there was a bad year, people would die. It is as simple as that. So you depended on the great huntsman. He was one of them. He was one of the best. That I knew beforehand. And when I saw him, this small, broad-shouldered, dark, man. He was as dark, almost as a mulatto or a negro even because of the eternal sun. The sun all the time during six months of the year and the rest of the years, we know it is darkness all the time. Unimpressive of course in clothing because it was summer when I was there. In winter time you are dressed up there in ice bear skins, which is, <laughs> of course, certainly more impressive. But that day, when I saw him, he was in flappily dressed, I guess you would call it, which didn't make him uh, a lesser huntsman, did it? No, of course not. So he was a small, great man I was about, I don't know, uh, several (laughs) inches higher than he was. But he was a greater man. I was a smaller man in that respect.
2: And it was his vision of life, I think, that particularly impressed you. You obviously were impressed by his prowess as a huntsman, but his philosophy really seemed to catch your
4: imagination. It did, yes, Um, because in our... part of the world we are competing all the time he had never been competing now he had been moved from one place to another I thought beforehand he might have been a little humiliated this proud old man but he would never tell me I knew that he might have suggested it he wouldn't tell straight out Uh, I asked him what what his view of life was and again he looked far in in the horizon because the Eskimos take their time this is one thing if you ask an Eskimo to tell a story he believes that you are really interested in this story so he tries to take his time if you can make a story last an hour you are a better storyteller than if it only lasts half an hour well this was a simple question it certainly couldn't (laughs) last half an hour but still he looked far into the horizon and said life is changeable one loves it. That impressed me. It still impresses me. I think of it from time to time. Because we all have a changeable life, but we are not always so happy. I'm not sure even that Otach is happy or was happy. He's dead now. But maybe we could learn a lesson from old Otach, couldn't we?